Oh, that was Hello, and welcome to the newest episode of Tower After Hours, um, our podcast from Tower Marketing, where we talk about marketing and web development and design and being creative and being smart and all kinds of other random things. I see what you did there. <laughs> I don't even know what smart I... Smart and creative. Oh, wow. Like yes. the tagline. Good for I you. I didn't even do that on... Okay, Good fantastic. For you. you tried That's it. That's how smart and creative I am. Um... Hi, this is Kelly, and um, we have some new people on the podcast today, new to the podcast, new to Tower. Um, so we have Amanda. Hey. And Paige. Hey. And we have Alyssa, and it's always a great day when Alyssa joins the podcast. <laughs> Just heavy You side. guys should be so lucky. <laughs> I feel honored. So really? as usual, we have topics that we've brought to the podcasting table, and we're just going to jump right in and start discussing those. And I'm going to go first, because I never go first. Um, So the topic that I have today, um, on a previous podcast, uh, Meg talked about grocery stores through your iPhone becoming way, super way in touch with how you shop and giving you offers. And when I read um, my article for today, it really reminded me of that, but I felt like it took it to even the next level. And it's all about, um, the overall theme of the article is that with even with these like te- technological advances um, that you can do, um, provide customer service better, is that people really, in most cases, still want that human touch. And they're talking about all these things that stores are trying to um, kind of streamline customer service um, through um, computers or kiosks or things along that line. So what I really wanted to do was share some of the examples that were in this article and see if you guys thought that you would find them good or no. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start out with a really simple one. Okay. How do you feel about engaging on chatbots, like on a website? If you have a problem and you want to just do an online chat with someone, Oh, like an actual person? Yeah. Okay, then maybe yes. But how do you know it's an actual person? Yeah. I, I think I think because of where we work, we are very aware of the fact that they probably are not a real person. I mean, I think mm-hmm. most people are know that, but I think if it, like my mom, yeah, my mom probably would use a chatbot <laughs> on a website and like have no idea as to like why they're not responding. Mm-hmm. But I think because I, it's all, it's like the same theory of like, I don't click PPC ads at the top of a Google search page because I know what's behind I almost know better agreed. Agreed. unless you hate that brand. Well, yeah, if it's like a competitor, Revenge I'll hit that game. all day long. Like, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I'm not a chat. So I feel like person. I've used them a few times, and it's really just the experience you have. Now, I mean, I can't remember which brands I had a good experience and which brand I had a bad experience with, but you can definitely tell there is a gap in yeah. what's being offered. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I first read this one, um, it was um, applied to the Amazon Go, like little mini mart quick mm-hmm. stores that are coming up. And they talked about humanless checkout, which at first I was like, okay, how would that work? But then I was like, duh, it's like using self-check. the self-checkout lanes yeah. in your grocery store. So do people like using those? Absolutely. Yeah. 110% yep. of the time I use the self-checkout lane because I don't know. I, I really hate 
there's something about just like standing there <coughs> watching having somebody. an inauthentic like, conversation. <laughs> yeah, and it's just how like, are you? Right. Fine. Also, <laughs> half the time there's nobody at the self checkout lane, and there's like you know. Mm-hmm. It's, the other lanes are all backed up, so I'm like, I just want to get out of here and go. I am surprised, though, at how many people still have, like, don't I feel understand like, how to use it or yeah. have trouble using it. I feel like I feel like there's pretty... a lot of people who will not use it because they're protecting jobs. Like, my husband right. can always guilt me into going <laughs> to, like, an actual checkout lane at the grocery store. Because it's like, oh, well, like, you know, we want we want them to keep their job. Yes, I do. However, I'm not here for the small talk. <laughs> I'm here to move on to the next thing. So the other thing, too, is I think how I envision these Amazon Go stores, and I've never been in one, so I'm probably very wrong, is I feel like there are no people. people. At least at the self-checkout line, they have that one dedicated person yeah. who's there to, like, jump in when the computers go haywire. And the coupon doesn't work. <laughs> the coupon doesn't work. <laughs> I need my triple gas points. <laughs> There's my coupons. Okay. I wonder how that works then if there's a problem. You just don't check out. I guess if there's got to be somebody. You just take your stuff and leave. You just, you just walk out. Be like, sorry, I'm sorry. I owe you on the it counter. It stinks to be you. Do you guys like go to the grocery store and get the little basket thinking you're going to get one thing and then get like a billion things and you're like breaking your arm? I no, I hate the basket. I, I love the, the mini carts. I try the mini cart. Okay, because I would be the person at the Amazon Go store with like literally <laughs> yeah. a zillion things in my basket and then something would go yeah. wrong with the checkout yeah. thing and be like, okay, well. It doesn't happen often with the amount of groceries I have to buy, but every once in a while I'll look at my grocery list for the week and I'll be like, I think I can use a mini cart. Okay, so one step further than having humanless checkout um, they mentioned a couple stores that have robots that can lead you to what you need in the store. Like you would go up and be like, in this example, they talk about a store who named their robot Fabio. And Fabio was like the greeter, <laughs> like, hello, what can I help you find? Like, how would you feel about walking up to like a, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't look like a human. It looked like what you picture like a, a robot. robot to look like. But would you walk up to one of those and be like, help me find peanut butter? Mm-hmm. If I was desperate enough, maybe. <laughs> if I really couldn't find peanut I've already tried to be like, Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> like, Where is a peanut butter? <laughs> well, the, this article talked about a store, a supermarket chain, chain in Scotland that did bring in these kind of robot helpers, but they like quickly got rid of them because people yeah. thought they were like way too creepy yeah what is that term when something when like something artificial is like way too close to being real like artificial intelligence yeah but it's like there's oh uh, there's a term that's uh, like yeah there's a, like a line where it just gets like freaky uh, i feel like I, mean? I feel like tim our developer would know this i it's like on the tip of my tongue but it's not coming you just shout it out Okay. If you need it. If it but no, 20 minutes not, later, just shout <laughs> out this random term. But that's exactly how I feel. It's like, oh, like what crosses <clears throat> to being like a little too weird. Yeah. Like having a personal robot shopper, a little too freaky for me. But if yeah. it was made to look like Tom Hanks and Polar Express. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think, what, is that like line. Claymation. <laughs> like what do these robots look like? Are they just like, like little phones? Or is it like the Sophia robot where it's like real and you're like, yeah, no, it's somewhere in between out. that. I this is almost like to me it looked like a remote control robot that like okay. a kid might have, but so taller. Yeah. 
with like arms and legs. But still like white Does plastic. Does its arms and, and legs move as it's talking to you? Because that would Can freak me out. the peanut butter yeah. from the top shelf? <laughs> I mean, well, like as an introvert, <laughs> I would say Man's talking like, hmm. talking to a robot would be preferred <laughs> than a random person. I think I would definitely but. feel silly at first. <laughs> like, I feel like I would be like, Fabio. <laughs> Because I just feel like everyone in the store would be watching me. Like, and I was like, I'm like, trying to talk to that robot. Kind of like whispering. Yeah. Like, can you It's like when you talk to Siri, like in your car or something. It's like, yeah. she says, it's like, no, no, peanut butter. Yeah, I can yeah. see a lot of problems yeah. going wrong with that. Okay, so this is, this is the last one. And I, I feel like I might have some interest in this. So if this is one that they're trying out in Lowe's stores, and it's called... Love me a good Lowe's trick. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't want to butcher this. Instead, instead of hologram, it's called holla room. And I think you go up to this kiosk and you pick a topic you want to learn about and then you put your face in these virtual reality yes, things and can kind it. of like yeah. s- learn how to like, what? I don't yes. know, like upholster a chair or like I would do that. Cross so it, just like a, a video? It's kind of a video, but it looks like it, you're more immersed into it. Almost maybe. like... I would imagine something like that, like at the Whitaker Center or like a science mm. museum. Okay. That would be I would do it. Yeah. Okay. Heck yeah. And then there would be like, you know, ain't no holla back on that. <laughs> like there has got to be a ton of jokes that go with that. Line, yes, sure. they say it's an in-store simulation experience, a combination of AR and VR technology. It teaches shoppers necessary skills to complete home projects. Wow, we've never had that. Kate stepped in to give us a note. <laughs> on the on Hi the, and bye, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> on the note of like the augmented reality stuff, Amazon's doing a lot with that too. I just read an article this morning about how they have it on their app. I don't know if you guys have used it. Have you the it's like a virtual reality. So when you click on an item that you want to buy, it like shows up on your phone, but your camera uses it so you can place it in your room and see how it looks. That's cool. Wait, what is that for? It's for, like, I'm interested in that. On Amazon, they'll, like, let you see how your lamp is going to look in your room. Yeah. Kind of thing. That could influence buying decision. So that's what that reminds me of. Well, it's almost like it keeps the lamp or whatever, like, static in the frame. And you just move the frame to to where you would place it. But it also has a 3D so you can see what it would look like on every side. Wow. Yeah. Kind of thing. And you could do it with any phone. I think they said or maybe it's an six, app. six, like an iPhone six or higher or something, and they have to have. I don't know if they have to have the Prime or not. I don't know. Wow. But like, it's that's a thing. So that's what that reminds me of that hollow room thing. Holla back on that. <laughs> okay, who wants to go next? Amanda looks ready. All right. So my article that I read this morning was about how uh, there's three growing niche brands that are simplifying e-commerce. And the three brands are called Brandless, Boxed, and... Kelly's passionate about this. What do you have to say? (laughs) Well, no, I just, um, I I jumped a little because I was just talking to my husband about Brandless. We were talking about like cleaning or something and I was like, I said, you can go on a website and everything's $3 because it's not a brand. And he's... Like, of course, yeah. I th- at first it was like, 
shady. But then you look at the website and it's so like slick and it, it at least brandless has a very like method feel to the packaging okay. and stuff. But, um, you know, it's a lot. I mean, I, yeah, it's kind of like when you go to the grocery store and you're like private label mm-hmm. and they don't, it costs less because they don't have to like pay to advertise or, right. yeah. and yeah, everything on the site is $3. Like anything from like granola to like face cream to like wow. glass cleaner. And I had never heard of it before, but I was like, heck yeah, I want a deal for two for $3 on whatever you have. Um, Because I'm the type of person that's going to go to the grocery store with 17 coupons. Yep. I'm going to try to get the lowest possible deal. Um, But it was all about how they are trying to get away from like big box retailers and name brands and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, and that Brandless wants to disrupt the customer product and wholesale industries and provide a transparent experience, which I thought was interesting because a lot of the time you're, you are paying for the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, you know, Clorox, yeah. Yeah. you're going to pay for Clorox. Mm-hmm. Um, so this site, Brandless at least, you're saving an average of 70% on all these products because they're making better products available at better prices. So to me, that's interesting. And a lot of, too, I mean, selling it on their own website. So I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to say, like, this is insider knowledge, but I feel like everybody (laughs) probably knows this, too. But, like, brands have to, like, basically pay grocery store chains mm-hmm. like a fee just to like get on their shelves mm-hmm. see everybody knows that it's not inside at all um <laughs> we can say so it. i mean okay. beyond uh, so i think you know not trying to compete to get on stores at like target or yeah. you know wegmans or giant that's also like a way that they're just mm-hmm. you know able to like sell this stuff for three dollars um and then so brandless is targeting customers looking for products that are clearly labeled such as organic gluten-free, all these things that are really popular right now. Um, And they're targeting people that live in areas that don't have access to things like that. So people that don't have access to natural food stores Mm -hmm. and things like that, which if I had a special diet, you know, I mean, I would want to go to a place that had everything I needed Mm -hmm. or a place that had a bigger selection than like one shelf. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Something like that, um, that is zoning in on that kind of um, advertising and that kind of demographic is is really cool. Um, Boxed is the second one. And this is simplifying um, bulk online purchasing. So like Costco, only you're buying online at cheaper prices. And no membership fee. And no membership fee. So their demographic is... um, new families and families that are that, that are just having their first child. Mm-hmm. So ages 18 to 45 is what they said. Um, but the one thing that sets them apart from other online bulk places is that they have a group ordering feature. So you have a link and you send it to everybody in your family and anybody from any device that you send the link to can add the products that they want to your cart. Yeah. That could be dangerous. I was going to say. It can, but like also you're like, hey, I know everybody's doing everything today, but add stuff to your car, add stuff to the cart before 7 p.m. today and I'll order it Ooh. and it's done. That could be like really useful. Like I know my family, um, there's seven of us in the house. And so like, first of all, my mom already has a hard enough time 
picking up like what do you like and I say granola mm-hmm. and she's like well what kind of granola and I'm like yeah. I don't know right. so like it would be nice for like large families especially to be mm-hmm. like okay this is exactly what I need or you know mm-hmm. right that would be Fascinating. I'm gonna look into that. And then, and then also, instead of going to Costco yeah. or BJ's or whatever with seven yeah. siblings, <laughs> you know, you're doing it from the comfort of your own home, which I think is really oh, cool. Except you get the price shop that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last one, dope, which I was really interested the in. Diet Coke box. <laughs> <laughs> um, dope is uh, is focusing on young women ages 15 to 25, and they made a mobile mall. So there, it's like all of those apps that you have for retailers. Um, so like your, your um, American Eagle, Eagle app, your um, whatever store you, you prefer. Mm-hmm. But instead of going to all those different apps and downloading all those different apps and using all those different apps, it brings it all to one app. And you choose, search, browse, and check out all in one app. I think my daughter has that app. That's it, why I was trying to it's see like really, what it looked at. Like it was, it looks really cool. I mean, and the part that sets it apart from other apps that bring it together are the deals section. So they bring everything that's on sale in all of your apps into one section, so you can choose what you like. And then the second part is if you have stuff that's not on sale, you can um, put it into your list. And then Uh once it becomes on sale or is reduced in price, they notify you, which I'm like, heck to the yes. You are changing our lives right here, (laughs) right here, right now. I I need to write all these down. down. I I need to download them. I'll share the article with everybody. So my takeaway from this was um, thinking that it was very similar to our latest blog on user experience because mm-hmm. they're focusing on simplifying and focusing on the end user rather than the brand names and uh-huh. all this other nonsense about um, what companies truly are. So it's it's focusing down on customers and um, what they're buying and how they buy it. Mm-hmm. I definitely think, especially with that brand list and just thinking of like younger consumers, I almost think like... Generic just doesn't have that, like, stigma that it used to have. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you get the generic brand. And, like, now they're making it, like, look really cool with, like, nice, clean, minimal packaging mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm almost pained when I have to buy, like, a... Yeah. Now, yeah. however, <clears throat> I have bought a generic brand of Clorox wipes, mm-hmm. and they're horrible. Right. And yeah. they suck, and you have to use three for one Clorox wipe right. you use, or a Lysol wipe. Right. I think it definitely like depends on the product, mm-hmm. because my mom yeah. is the type of person who's like, everything needs to be name brand. And I'm like, mom, there's honestly not really much of a difference right. with a lot of things. And so like, I just found out the other day that there is a um, manufacturer of milk who produces a big label milk but then they also produce like yeah store brand milk and I was like it's literally the same a lot of times it is the big name manufacturer just making it for the else did I hear there's someone else that like basically the the generic brand is just the rejects Uh that didn't make it into Mm -hmm. I forget who there's probably a lot. It's a, it's a chip company that I feel like is local. Oh, Minus yeah, cream cheese. Fun. I've tried. I, I need real cream cheese. Mm. Philadelphia cream cheese. Really? Yeah. Only cream cheese. It's Oreos. There are two things oh, I do not yeah. go generic on. Yeah. Oreos yeah. and macaroni yeah. and cheese from the box. Okay. Yeah, that's true. 
Well, the for other me, it's for me. The other record the other cheese. Yes. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cream cheese. Fascinating. It's chips. Yeah. I can't. Well, you'll shout it out when Paige shouts yeah. out that word she's thinking. I'm trying yeah, to think. I still can't think of it. That's going to bother me, though. Yeah, I'm sure if you looked it up, there's probably a ton of brands that have, like, generic label. I feel like it's like a cocktail party fact that I've heard before, and I'm like, really? <laughs> Is it like Box or something? Because I know they No, have it's a chip. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. All right. Page. So kind of like yes, okay, so mine's kind of, um, you guys were both, ba- ba- like, focused on user... Yeah, mine's kind of like taking a different turn here. So I feel like most people, I mean, today they're talking about Zuckerberg and the whole Facebook thing. And I'm I have like, no oh. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Tell us All in detail. Have, <laughs> literally go on any news site right now. It's like the homepage. Um, and so that's getting kind of old real fast. But, I didn't. <laughs> but here's my article on it anyway. <laughs> no, but it's going to be dead in two minutes. One thing that people aren't really talking about is um, Elon Musk. So, who, if you don't know, um, is the um, founder of Tesla and SpaceX. Mm-hmm. So, um, while this whole thing with Zuckerberg's going on, um, Musk has kind of been in the media as well, um, talking about this whole Facebook scandal, um, and just kind of like artificial intelligence in general. And so I kind of was interested in what he had to say about um, just like how all of this has been affecting the public. So I thought it was pretty interesting just knowing like his background with Tesla and SpaceX and everything. I feel like when you're a founder of like huge company like that, you have to be like really integrated in like the social world and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but he actually was saying that he thinks that there should be regulations on social media, um, because we can't have, in his words, willy-nilly proliferation (laughs) of fake news. And so, basically, this article, he's just saying, like, we can't have more fake news than real news. We can't Mm -hmm. have people clicking on more fake news than they are, like, actually reading real news. Um, so... Yeah, after, which I didn't know this either, but after the whole Cambridge scandal, Mm -hmm. um, Musk deleted the Facebook pages for both Tesla and SpaceX. He did. I saw that um, on a Twitter conversation. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that people, he he must have like made some of these comments and they're like, well, your accounts are still there. And he's like, yep, we'll take care of that in a minute. And then they they were gone. Yeah, he said, quote, social, he said, Facebook, quote, gives me the willies. So he got rid of it because he's like, he doesn't stand for it. Which I think is like, that's a really powerful message. Mm -hmm. Somebody that big, you know, is willing to delete his social media. I thought about deleting Facebook. I mean, I I don't have anything all that great to share or whatever. But, um... But then I realized, like, you know, they own Instagram, so I'd right. still be like... And so he does still have Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I feel like you can't get as much... I mean, you can get a lot of information from Instagram. But I, for some reason, I feel like Facebook, there's something so much more personal about it. Like, there you is, get yeah. so much more right, information. Right, 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 yep. I did see online today, which I don't remember exactly how, but you can actually go into your Facebook account... Um, and you can see if your data has been, um, like, used mm-hmm. from this whole Cambridge Analytica thing. Um, 
So oh, we'll try to find that link. We'll yeah. put it in the article. <laughs> yeah, so that if anybody is interested in figuring that out, um, they I'm, can. I'm just over it. Yeah, yeah same. same. I'm just over the whole thing. Like, same. I don't even know why he's in front of Congress. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, like there, there are so yeah. many people that feel so personally, like, attacked by this. Right. And I'm like, hi, it, it's called You put life. it on the internet. Yeah, yeah it's called life. Mm-hmm. You sign up for the account. Like, right. You walk into Target and Target's scanning you too. Like, yeah, let's yeah, be honest. I, I do appreciate that maybe out of some of this, like the user agreements, you know, there's a lot we'll of, I stronger. think a lot of what came, or just more like a normal person can read and understand like them. Term. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I probably still too. won't understand it, but at least they're making an effort. Um, so I think that would be. I mean, we were talking about it this morning. Like, the fact that he said, like, they make their money, Facebook makes their money off of ads. Right. But, I mean, we run Facebook ads. And yeah. we, like we said, we can't scrape, at, or we don't. Maybe we're not, we, it's possible and we don't know how to do it. But we don't scrape anything off of those advertising things. Like, we tell Facebook who we want to reach. Yeah. And they worry about the placement of it. I mean, you think about like people are purchasing direct mail lists. You can get thirty thousand e- um, addresses, <clears throat> physical addresses to your home for like fifteen hundred bucks. I mean, like, so is that a breach of your data? Just because? Yeah, it, yeah I agree. I think it's. I don't know. It's kind of. I don't know. There. I think with like the industry that we're in. It's kind of like it's tough. Uh, yeah. Like the perspective us, is different. Right, it is. And for us it's kind of like, okay, great. Like I don't really care. Like do you yeah, know, right. my information. Right. Like I know I'm putting it out there, like whatever. It's so really boring, care. have it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like if you It's your my, loss if you take my information yeah. because <laughs> you're less of a person for it. Exactly. Well, maybe maybe these I, people like didn't really truly think that anyone was was seeing what they were putting out I there. Yes, but like you have to, I feel like you have to be a little like I don't know, like maybe a little ignorant to the fact that like if you're putting all this stuff mm-hmm. on there, like it's accessible mm-hmm. to anybody who wants it kind of thing. Um, so maybe it's more common sense with what you're putting out there than like... Yeah. Also, here's another thing. You can't People, be so shocked that like... Right, yeah. exactly. I think it's never going to happen. That's how I'm feeling. I also am like, people don't read the terms and conditions. People no. don't read the fine print. So, I mean, if you're going to skip over that... Reliable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So this whole article kind of just got me thinking, like, as far as social media regulations, like Musk is saying he thinks there need to be regulations, um, doesn't that kind of go against, like, what social media was kind of created for? Yeah. Yep. It's, I mean... Do we want to pay for it? No. Yeah. (laughs) No, Exactly. No. (laughs) I I won't pay for it. So, yeah. I don't know how they're going to deal with that, but... I don't know. That's just kind of... That's all I got today, guys. <laughs> that's not... That was good. <laughs> so, there's no shame in that. You brought Elon Musk in. I feel like you raised the level of um, celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just... I appreciate <laughs> Name his. dropped him. <laughs> yeah. Tesla. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. No, I um, appreciate his passion towards this, though. And I highly recommend for humor purposes going on his twitter and reading his tweets because they're hilarious there you go <laughs> we'll link that in the like article. so bizarre that they're hilarious like yeah they're <laughs> like pretty out there like he he's a very satirical person so mm-hmm. you should probably go check i think i would like that um i deleted my twitter so <clears throat> did you yeah 
I'm like the type of person that like I have accounts and they're, they're just there. Like and yeah. like Facebook. Like I hate Facebook honestly. I don't use it at all. My account is still there. And it's like there's something about deleting it that's just like too much work. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I don't really want to delete it, but like, I probably have a Zanga. I don't interact. My interact on Twitter, but it's like, that's the one place that I've tried to make an effort to like follow smart people. So it's almost like where I'm going to just, well, like, I'm sorry. What's going I'll, on in the world? I'll, I'll, start, I'll get on Twitter. Give, again. You gotta get it. It's felt less smart since you left. But no, I don't really like interact with much, but yeah. It's I'm almost like my like real like world news feed. I don't know. My sister got on Twitter and I'm like, nah, I'll see you later. <laughs> I tried. I tried Twitter and I just could not. Really? Yeah. I just don't have the energy. Yeah. I just I feel like you have to have energy to be on there and active and like get meaning out of it and I don't have it. I don't do it. Yeah. I mean I just I just read things. Based. I don't like yeah. to I don't yeah. keep up with yeah. it. Maybe it's the pace of it. I don't know. Instagram's where it's at. I love Instagram. Yeah. All right, Alyssa, I feel like you are going to take us out on a happy, cheerful, positive note. I'm glad you think that because that's not the case. Um, Whenever we do these podcasts, I always struggle because I'm trying to find an article approximately 20 minutes before we're supposed to be here. So, as was the case today, but... No one wants to be on the podcast. I, I want my... I want my article. like, I love this. This is the best thing I've ever done in my life. I want this is the highlight of my entire career right now. We're going to have For seven sure. likes on this one. It's going to be Paige's entire family. Yes. 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 So, I just want my article to be timely for you, Kelly. Yeah. I just... I want to deliver that for you. I want to be smart for you. So, anyway... Um, my article is all about um, not e-commerce, not Elon Musk, but more about how to um, <laughs> Way to throw shade at focus us. <laughs> your brain, focus your brain on rebooting and staying creative. Ooh, okay. I like this. So um, for me, when I see basically the article, was, the article title was like how to reboot <laughs> your brain in 15 minutes or less, and I said, yeah. <laughs> Tell me yeah, how. how can I do that? How can I do that Clickbait. throughout the day? <laughs> yeah. What a headline. You are me. So, um, but I think it's pertinent for us because in our scenario we have to, or in our situation, mm-hmm. we have to switch brains so rapidly. And I think anyone in here does that. So anyway, um, so through this article they mention like Mozart and... Um, mm, hold on. They're like sprinkled throughout and ran Picasso. Here's the fun fact that Wait, I that you should listen to Mozart? And no, they oh. use them as examples. Oh, okay, okay. okay. About like to here's be like, how to right, okay, how to okay. emulate them. Fun fact of the day. Okay. The guy, Charles, I'm gonna butcher that last name, but the guy that did Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shorts. Schultz. Schultz. Schultz, Schultz made. Okay. Yeah. He did over almost 18,000 Charlie Brown strips before he died. What? Mozart composed over 600 pieces in his lifetime. And Picasso made 50,000 works of art in his life. Oh, my God. 18,000 strips, even if it's in the newspaper, five days a week. But I think, so context here is like, 
if you're passionate about what you do, even the things that you fail at or that don't come to fruition will still make an impact, either in your life or in someone else's life. So anyway, that was my fun fact that I said, I'm going to save that for the podcast. (laughs) That went over well. Thanks, Kelly. Okay, so the tips that it gave you was basically to start and stick to a routine, which... We, so with, as new people start, I feel like those of us who've been here for a while are like, wow, that's a really great idea of like the most world simplest thing. Like we have a new project coordinator who literally will block her day on her calendar. And I'm like, that's genius. (laughs) I'm like, I never thought to like schedule when I was going to read emails. Amanda has said things and I'm like. Right. I'm like, I'm an imposter. What have I been doing for It it happens, though, because, you know, you're doing, you're doing your job, you're just getting things Mm -hmm. done, and you kind of forget, like, you don't have the the fresh eyes that, like, somebody new coming into the situation would. So it happens. It's just, like, a normal thing. It basically says, like, to be more creative and productive, you need structure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, Mozart counted 60 beans for his morning coffee every single day. That's what? like borderline OCD. Hemingway mm-hmm. rose at 5.30 a.m. to begin working. Paige, you the Hemingway of social media. Did that Hemingway? He was okay. drunk oh. a lot, though, so he needed well, yeah, extra hour. He, before working until his midday martini. <laughs> oh, so oh, I don't okay. think that you should do that. Oh, that is amazing. Midday martini. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, so structure your day. Give yourself something to pursue. So that's the whole, like, don't be afraid to fail at something. Even if you fail, it should still be making an, an impact in whatever you do. Um, the next one is to be prolific. So don't be afraid to create new things. And when we create, we feel useful. So it kind of said, like, kids would will experiment literally with anything that they want. And as adults kind of grow, we forget that stuff. Um, and that as you become more productive and advanced in whatever you're doing, you're going to become better at it by nature. Um, embrace discipline consumption. So it says consume everything, um, but don't copy what someone else is doing. So learn and get inspiration from other people's work that's in your field, but make it your own. Um And this last one I think is so pertinent to tower marketing because it says take purposeful walks slash naps. Um, And walks and naps. Now this is scientifically proven. A professor from the University of California who studies brainwave activity during a creative process has found that doing something different from sitting at a desk allows those unconscious thoughts to take hold. Um, walking in a green space allows your mind to wander and restores your directed attention quickly. Napping improves your mental capacity. It increases serotonin levels, which puts you in a better mood and increases performance. And experts advise a 10 to 20 minute nap is suitable to restore your brain activity and to heighten your procedural memory. So we all know we have a dear SEO here that we love who takes a nap every single day. We just need to about. tell him to cut back. Yeah, he doesn't need a whole hour. He has been wise beyond his years. We're doing obviously. everything right here. We need, we need to bring in some Google nap pods that Something. they have. I agree. So like the moral the of this basically says like, 
essentially work smarter, not harder. Don't be afraid. Like it said at the, at kind of the conclusion of it, that in your adulthood is when you are, your memory and your kind of learning processes are at their height. But if you aren't using all of the skills and all the areas of your brain that you have, you can lose them. So for me, some of these things, sure I can do. So schedule my time, <laughs> schedule my time effectively is where I'm going to start. And then I'm going to do naps. Yeah. I'm going to sign up for the nap thing. Yes. <laughs> do naps. But yeah, it's easy. Like you said, it's easy to get in a rhythm. And Once then, you know it works, well, you right. do it. But then yeah. truly forget the rest of life. Like after I was looking at, I was watching Julia or PC. I was watching her block out her day. I'm like, that is just pure genius. Like, but will it's you stick so to easy. It? Will you stick but to then it? I started to do it. I'm like, oh, but like, what if someone needs to schedule a meeting with me? If they need to schedule a meeting, but I'm blocked out, like I'm the type of per I'm a people pleaser. And so I will cancel what I'm doing mm-hmm. and move on. At the same time, I can get lost in my email for literally two or three hours mm-hmm. at a time. And then, then at the end of it, feel completely unproductive because there's bigger stuff I have to tackle that right. I just... I believe I'm not it. To. I'm sitting here at Alyssa's laptop watching her email count rise. <laughs> How many have, have come in since? Nine. Oh. She's oh. getting a little stressed out as we speak. <laughs> yep. Well, I think that's good. That's a good segue to end here and let Alyssa attack her emails. Yes, but before we end this, I found out what the word is. Oh. It's Uncanny Valley. Okay. Oh, that I, was my what? Word. I if never, you don't know that term, you need to go look it up. I don't. Yeah. I don't either. I mean, I Uncanny, like. Uncanny Valley? Yeah. It's like, well, just go look it up. We will. Look <laughs> it up, Paige says. Just go look it up. I feel up. like the you made that this. up. I feel no. like you wanted to provide, like, closure, and you were just like, I'm going to put two words together. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a legit term. But. Cool. Well, I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, listeners, for listening, <laughs> and thank you, ladies, for being here, and, um... All right, we'll be back again soon with another Tower After Hours.